don't you do that. <laughs> you... <laughs> I didn't get it. Okay, on this week's episode, I'm going to try and not curse as much. Okay, lies. <laughs> Number one. Number two, I'm really upset that I didn't get that conversation. Oh, your voice still sounds so weird. Jake thinks that he has a sexier voice when he can hear it through a mic. It's true because my voice sounds like our voices go through these fancy radio microphones. So they're they're I don't know what happens with them, <laughs> but my voice is definitely better in this microphone. I feel like it sounds the same. If you heard me, well, I guess you do hear me in person. I was going to say, I do hear maybe, you all the time in person. Maybe. What are you talking about? So you know how you don't hear yourself the way that other people hear you? Yeah, I hate that. Maybe I just hear myself worse than other people do. You definitely do. I'll tell you right now, I get compliments on my voice all the time, but I don't like listening to my voice. Why do you still sound like you have zero voice? Because I do have zero voice. This has been like a month of no voice. Jakeford, I don't know what you want me to do about it. Where I did don't it have go? health insurance right now, so I can't figure out what's wrong with my voice. Do you remember? Oh, wait, you didn't welcome everyone yet. Oh, you're listening to 20 Somethings Doing Nothing. I'm Ricky. I'm Jake. And we're really bad at this, apparently. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on today's episode of 20 Somethings Doing Nothing. <laughs> on today's episode, I don't know what's going to happen. Don't do that. Don't do that. We don't even know what's going to happen. We should do our podcast like like an audiobook. I think I would hate that. I've never listened to an audiobook. But enough about books. Do you remember last <laughs> week <laughs> when I told you- Screw those books. Do you remember last week when I told you that you need to get health insurance because we're going to go on a helicopter <laughs> and if you die, I would feel really bad? Yeah. We didn't go on a helicopter. But if I die, I wouldn't need health insurance either way. Right, Just whatever. a heads up. If you crash and we get <laughs> sick, I would feel terrible. Okay. We didn't end up going on the helicopter. We didn't. We were late. We suck. <laughs> we showed up, uh, how late were we? Like 20, I think 15, we were, 20 minutes late? I think we were 20 something minutes late. 20 minutes late. We were supposed late. to be there at 145 when we got there at 207. That's 22 minutes late. Okay. We were 22 minutes late. Yes. They were like, sorry, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> Fuck, I just cursed again. <laughs> you had a good run for Ugh, about two minutes. Damn it. I'm doing better than you right now. You are, which Let's, is surprising. I know. I want to see how long this can go. Okay. Now I'm really- can we keep a tally of who yeah, curses Yeah, totally, us? because also, this is fun now. Do you say curse or cuss? Curse. Why? I don't understand why people South. say cuss. It's a Southern thing. But I don't get it. I don't get it's it either. It's the same thing. The South is weird. What do you want from them? Is it like <laughs> Jimmy's and Sprinkles or Hoagies and Subs? What's a Jimmy? It's a it's like a sprinkle. Jimmy's. People call Sprinkles Jimmy's? Yes. Who does that? You're, it, people in Jersey. No, they don't. Yeah, it's a South Jersey thing, I guess. Oh, that's definitely a South Jersey thing. But yeah. again, South Jersey's freaking weird. Uh, I can't disagree. Exactly. <laughs> uh, do you call it a Hoagie uh, or a Sub? Hoagie. It's a Sub. No, it's not. It's a Sub. Do you have Wawa near you? Mm, yes, Wawa well, kind is a of. convenience convenience store. If you don't know what it is, Wawa hoagies. They don't call them Wawa subs. Well, they're subs. No, so we didn't go on the helicopter <laughs> because we were late. So, uh, if you're listening to this on the day that we post it, we're going today. Hopefully, we're not late. <laughs> I'm gonna get there very early. If Ricky's late, she's not going. I'm not gonna be late. Although I am late for just about everything in life. Always. So I'm really going to try my absolute best not to mess this up. So last week was one of those weeks where everything that could have gone wrong did. 
And it was for a reason. The universe didn't want us on that helicopter. I'm telling you right now. But nobody, nothing happened. I know nothing happened, but if we were on it, then something would have happened. Have you ever watched Final Destination? Yes. We cheated death. It's still coming for us. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Well, keep running. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Other than the fact that I think I still have laryngitis, I'm good. That's crazy. It doesn't make much sense to me. But then again, it does. I don't sleep. Maybe you should. Maybe I like this should. weekend, you should not go out and sleep. You know, I don't really have that many plans going on this weekend. I could actually sleep. You should. See if that makes a difference. Drink a shitload of water. Fuck. <laughs> you got two more. Drink. See, the problem is when we do the podcast, I'm not like restraining what I'm saying. I know, and you shouldn't. So if we don't curse, but we were told, let's just be real here. <laughs> We were told that we should curse less. Yes. By because, our friends. Yes. Who know what they're talking about. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Carla Marie. And Anthony. Also, screw them. <laughs> because they told everybody on their podcast, My Day Friday, to comment on my latest Instagram picture, Baby Jake, because we talked about how much I hate being called Baby Jake. It won't stop. People must. St- people are still listening Did to this episode. Really? It just keeps going. Every day I get more and more people. At first I was so confused. I was like, what is going on? I text Anthony. I was like, what did you do? I'm a little upset that I wasn't in on this and that they didn't let me know that this was happening. Yeah, it's... Because uh, we could have made this so much bigger. So we were given this, this <laughs> advice by them. These are very two successful friends. Also, can I quickly just successful. note the fact that I love that they actually listen? Yes, yeah, they nice. care enough to listen and give thank us you. feedback, thank- and they want us to be the best that we could be, Jakeford. Yes, so thank you, and also screw you. <laughs> <laughs> also, we hate you. <laughs> they told us that we should cut back on the cursing because if important people listen to our podcast, that would not sound great. Because we could maybe possibly be somewhat important one time in our lives eventually. Yeah. At some point. Now. Maybe. I (laughs) understand where they're coming from, but also I like the fact that we don't hold back on what we say. But I guess we can still hold, we can still not hold back on what we say without cursing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say right now that there are going to be times that there's going to be cursing. I can't help it. Did you hear that? No. That was nasty. Oh, God. You have issues. What's worse, cursing or burps? Burps. 100% burps. Ew. Um, so there's going to be times where I'm going to curse because I'm going to get really into it and it's just going to happen. But I think that we should try to tone it down a bit ever so much. Slightly, maybe. You're looking at me like that's not going to yeah. happen. No, I'm going to try. I mean, you've already cursed four times <laughs> in the, in the re- seven I've minutes, really eight trying. minutes that we've been doing this. Yeah. And that's your best effort so far. It's just, you know, I just need to but then my problem is if I'm if I'm trying to restrain myself from cursing, I'm I'm not I don't know. I I wanna say I'm not being me, but that's not really true. It's totally not true. You're being dramatic right now. You're being so dramatic. You have these dramatic moments and I'm just not dealing with them right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> whose fault was it that we were late for the helicopter tour? You know what, baby Jake? Okay. <laughs> not my fault. This is not happening. Because you want to know who didn't get their lunch until freaking... It was, it was a mixture of both of our faults. It was not my fault at all. You said you wanted to leave at 1, one. o'clock. We did leave at 1. Yes. And we were late. 
because the universe worked against us right. and didn't want us to go. Right. Our path train stopped for no freaking reason on the tracks and just chilled there, which made us even more late. And then something else happened. I don't remember what it was. Oh, oh we hit every single red light that we could possibly hit on the way there. Don't you hate how that happens? <laughs> every time without fail. Whenever you're in a rush, something always stops you. Something. And makes it so you can't get to your destination. Red lights, school bus, really slow trucks, something. Children crossing the road. Anything. Yeah. That could possibly go wrong. Swarm of will ducks, you know, like Swarm you're in a super ducks. you're in a super rush and all of a sudden a family of ducks has to cross the road. Has that ever happened to you? Are there a lot of ducks in South Jersey? I guess. There's not a lot of ducks around me. Really? Lots of deer. Goose? Lots of geese. Duck? Duck. No ducks. Goose? (laughs) (laughs) I want to stab you in the eye with my pen right now. Oh, it's so nice. Normally you want to punch me in the throat. (laughs) I feel like it's getting more aggressive. Yeah. We're becoming more like a married couple and more (laughs) aggressive with each other. I don't know how well this podcast is going to end up with our friendship. It doesn't matter as long as the podcast works out. <laughs> we don't have to be friends. You don't mean that. We're already friends one day a week. Although it's been getting better. If you listen to the recent episodes, I had an You issue. make this sound so much worse than it actually no, is. Ricky didn't want to tell me things because so we see each other once a week. Sometimes more if we're lucky. And she likes to save things for the podcast so we can get our real reactions, which is great. But I'm like, I want to be your friend other days of the week. <laughs> But it's been good. I feel like we've been talking more. <laughs> We're working on our relationship, okay? <laughs> We're going to therapy. Everything's going great. It's great. We're talking it out. <laughs> well, speaking of talking it out, <laughs> we actually have a, a big topic that we need to talk out. Yes. Because we had a listener who reached out to us about something pretty serious, actually, which more and more of you are asking us for advice, which we think is so amazing and I we I don't even have words for it because I don't understand why you want our advice of out of these things because obviously from listening to the podcast you know that I'm an absolute hot mess. Jake is a total weirdo, so it's like <laughs> but that doesn't make me give bad advice. I mean, debatable, definitely uh, debatable. Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. Before we get into this, one of my girlfriend's friends had a situation with a guy. Where that she met through work and she wanted to ask him out. Okay. I gave her advice on what to say. She started the conversation, didn't even need to get to what I told her to say. He asked her out. So what do you, what do you think you're like the dating guru? No, I'm just saying that's an example of when I gave great advice. One time. There's been at least two times. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say you've given me bad advice before. This is the issue, though. I've never asked you for advice. You just, just give it give to it, me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> You just outright tell me what you think I should do. Because you don't want to hear it, but I'll tell you anyway. That's entirely true. <laughs> I tell you how it really is. You do. And I respect you for that because Thank I you. do vice versa. Would you like... <laughs> you just let me... I don't know. Sometimes I'm kind of mean, actually, about the things that I... But you have to be honest with people. If you're not honest, then who's going to be honest with them? And they made you stumble through life doing these really stupid things that they shouldn't be doing. Right. You need somebody that can be real with you. I'm always the bad guy. That's fine, though. All of my friends hate me because of it. But then they'll come back at you later and be like, wow. Every time. You were right, Ricky. You are a genius. 
and amazing. Keep it coming. And it's great. Keep and I just love being around yes. you. I'm saying that's what your friends would say. That's not what oh. I'm saying. I hate everything about you. <laughs> Not everything, just most things. 96%. That's good. That's better than last week. It was 97. <laughs> right, We're making you, progress. Therapy is really helping. Yes. Do you want to read uh, the message? Yes. Because um, I have a response to read, so you should read the message. Oh, yes, yes. So just a little background. Uh, like I said, it's something that's quite serious, something that we've dealt with but in a different capacity we haven't actually been the ones going through it right. just kind of through our friends going through it so it's a different perspective that we have which we'll give but we also have somebody else who has gone through it who has advice we just couldn't get her on the phone today people are busy you know it happens <laughs> people just don't want to talk to us i, I don't i get it no, I, don't. I totally understand i don't i don't understand. okay so david had messaged us and said Hi guys, I was debating sending this email or not because I realize it's not something everyone goes through, but there might be some listeners going through it as well, so I figured why not? But if it's not a good topic for the podcast, believe me, I totally get it. Well, it ended up being a great topic because I think that it's very relatable. But anyway, I need advice. I decided to email you guys because you're both around my age and seem like awesome people. Adorable. We're not that awesome. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> and give other listeners good advice even if you don't think so, LOL. LOL. True. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm a recovering drug addict. I've been clean a little over a year now, and it's the first time I've been able to keep it up, mostly because I restarted my whole life, got rid of all the bad people in my life, started meditating, eating better, and just better life choices in general. But the main thing I'm having an extremely hard time doing is making friends. All of my quote unquote friends are still using dead or in jail. And I want to make a whole new set of friends, but I'm 25 and I have no idea how to talk to guys without them thinking I'm asking them on a date or something. It's easier to talk to girls for some reason. It's actually really hard for me. I don't know. So yeah, maybe you guys can help me out in some way. Anyway, love you both. Your podcast keeps me sane. I love the ending of that. I just wow. want to note that really quick because that's it's a lot of pressure, but like good pressure. We keep him sane. Okay. He said- <laughs> Which is line, amazing. The line that really, really- was like we need to talk about this he said all of my what did he say all, all of my, of my friends, friends are dead still using yeah or dead or in jail yeah that's rough to me i you know you and i have not been through this so there's just the thought of having so many of your friends either still struggling so hard or they're dead yeah or in jail like that's that's some serious stuff yeah that you you feel so he feels so lonely because everyone that he had known he now can't talk to pretty much that's the one part that i actually can relate to from when i was younger i had two of my best friends we're about to get really real real quick i had two of my best friends overdose and die and Two of the hardest things that I've ever had to go through. The first one who overdosed and died was actually my first legitimate friend to ever die. Mm. And it was the biggest impact on my life, I think, ever. Because you don't know what to do. He was struggling for so long. That one was really hard, too, because he struggled for so long, ended up doing so well for himself, and then relapsed slowly but surely. And unfortunately... 
being one of the people on the outside and being really good friends with somebody who's struggling with addiction, you go through these really difficult moments of how do I help? Mm-hmm. What do I do? And there's no clear definitive path to take to help somebody because everyone's different. And in a lot of cases, you have to hit absolute rock bottom before you change. So me and my close friends all cut him off because we were almost kind of enabling him in a way. He was going through really rough times. He would ask for money for food and things like that. But you don't know if he's actually using it for food or if he's using it for drugs. Chances are he's probably using it for drugs. And you get to a point where you just can't teeter-totter with the idea of am I enabling? Am I helping? What am I doing? And it takes a huge toll on you because all you want to do is help. And there's just nothing that you can do. So we had to cut him off. And after we cut him off is when he ended up like overdosing. So that was the hardest thing that I've ever dealt with in my life. And then it happened again a few few years later to my first friend ever in high school. If you don't know me, I went to Christian and Catholic school, kindergarten through eighth grade. When it came to high school, I went to public school and I didn't know anybody. And he was my first friend in public school. First person to actually talk to me, be nice to me, hang out with me and be my friend after he had gotten clean and went to Florida for rehab and everything. He came home and it happened. And we didn't even know that he was home because again, we had to cut off communication because it gets to a point where there's nothing that you can do and you start to go crazy and you start to have all of these effects happen to you and you just don't know what to do and it takes such a toll on you as a person and you just hope and pray that something will change and sometimes it doesn't. So... I understand the idea of having to cut off the quote unquote negative aspects of your life. And sometimes they happen to be your best friends and it's the hardest thing that you can do. And then sometimes, unfortunately, they pass away because of their addiction. So that's the one part that I can relate to. And that breaks my heart for him because it took me so long to be able to talk about this without hysterically crying or getting so worked up that I can't breathe. I used to have anxiety attacks when I would talk about it because I just, the emotions and the way that you feel is just so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, it's just this internal battle. Am I doing the right thing? And you never actually know if you're doing the right thing or not. So it sucks. And every year it gets a little bit easier, but also even harder um, when I, was this? This was the first one was my freshman year in uh, college. So 2010 or 2011? No, it was 2010 because it was my first semester in college. Yeah. And I was actually away on vacation and it was the day that I came back that I found out. Ugh. So my really, really good friends didn't tell me because they knew that I was on vacation and they didn't want to like mess with my vacation and I had no way of contacting anybody or anything like that. So on my way home is when I found out and it was, it almost made it that much worse because you I wasn't with the people that I wanted to be with to kind of mourn it and talk about it and I was on a plane and I couldn't get to them until I got home it was it was really difficult and actually the second one was 2014 yeah second one was 2014 because I was interning and I was actually on my way home from interning when I found out that he had overdosed and passed away. I was in the terminal at Penn Station waiting for my train. I, like just went to the ground and I was like hysterical to the point where police officers came over to me to make sure that I was okay. Because I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. 
by any means. So that just hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I don't know what it's like to be a drug addict or anything like that. But you have a friend. Yeah, it's very who interesting has gone through this. hearing this from both sides, what I'm taking out of this. Because I feel like for them, for for people who are dealing with addiction, you don't see it from the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's interesting to hear from both sides. And I, one of my best friends dealt with addiction for a long time. And, you know, it, it tears your relationship apart because they just distance themselves from you because... They don't want to hear you telling them. Right, or they don't want you to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which in this situation is what happened. I didn't even know that it was a problem for such a long time. So one of my best friends... Uh, is who I'm talking about. And I, when we first got this message, I reached out to her and I was like, this David needs your advice. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's nobody better that I could think of to give advice on this because you, she struggled for so long and now she is super happy. And, uh, well she, you know, she deals with everyday life, things, but she's married with a child. And And she obviously has to still deal with, the right. addiction part of it because it's something that you battle for your whole life. And she has this great life and uh, knows what she wants to do with her life. And, and It makes me happy. And it's she's dealing with like the struggles of motherhood, but, you know, she she has her shit together. So this is what she wrote. My advice to a recovering addict trying to make friends. It's not a bad thing that being a recovering <clears throat> being a recovering addict is an all-consuming thing at first. In the beginning, you literally had to learn an entirely new way of life. You have to forget everything you once knew and let go of the person you had become. If you've been through any 12-step program, you've been told that there's no other way. You are an addict. You must surround yourself with other recovering addicts, people who understand you and remind yourself every day where you come from and make the choice to not use every day. This is good advice at first. At first, when you're withdrawing and obsessing and feeling like you're losing your mind, these people are the only people who understand you. But allow yourself to find yourself through the process of recovery. Don't let being a recovering addict become your whole identity. In the same way, being an addict was your identity before you got clean. This was the only way for me to make a true lasting friend for me to make true lasting friendships after I got clean. Remember that you are more than your struggle. You are a real person. You are a real person with interests, passions, and hobbies before you picked up drugs for the first time. This program is an incredibly useful tool. Maybe going to men's only meetings would be helpful in making male friends or living in a recovery house. But I'm also I also suggest taking a step away from your recovery lifestyle to make friends as well. Volunteer or work in a field that interests you in some way. You are bound to find like-minded people. Be careful how much you share with potential friends at first. Remember not to spend remember not everyone spent their youth on the streets plotting how to get their next fix. This is especially important when making friends in a work environment. It's okay just to say you don't drink. It's just something you do or it's just something you not do. If someone can't accept that you probably don't want to be their friend anyway. However, you'll also learn to come you'll also come to learn that a lot of people have dealt with substance abuse of some sort, whether mm. it was them or a loved one. It's unfortunately a horrible epidemic that far too many people experience first or secondhand. Be proud of who you are and what you went through, but remember there is more to you than the struggle you endured. Indulge yourself and explore those parts of yourself. Friends will follow. 
she also says, I want to add that it's difficult in general to make friends as an adult. Mm-hmm. Remember that pretty much everyone has anxiety in some way, shape, or form. Even if they aren't addicts, everyone has done things they're not proud of. We're all flawed. Allow yourself to laugh at your shortcomings and bond with people over them. I hope this was somewhat helpful. Somewhat helpful. That was... Yeah. No, um, I think that's that all just makes total sense. Obviously, I'm... I'm not someone who's dealt with addiction as being an addict, but I think all of those points just totally make sense. I love the fact that she said to volunteer in other aspects and things that he finds enjoyable because that's something that anybody can do to make friends. That's not just limited to you being an addict and trying to make friends. That's something that all of us can do or even going on trips like random trips and things like that making friends that way because there's other people doing it as well there's group trips i'm not sure what his hobbies are yeah but i will say i know that around me the ski lodge that's around me they do group trips there that are adult trips and people just go either with one friend or no friend and you can make friends doing things like that so i think that's amazing advice yeah she went on to tell me that she's she doesn't she's not trying to bash the 12-step program at all because she did it herself Mm -hmm. but she says that it's it is important to to surround yourself with with people other than addicts, recovering addicts, yeah. Um, because if you surround yourself with only recovering addicts, then it keeps addiction on your, or it keeps the thought of drugs on your mind or mm-hmm. whatever you were dealing with. That makes sense. Uh, so she just wanted to make it clear to me that she was not bashing the twelve step program for the most part, because I've had a lot of friends who are recovering addicts or are actually still addicts and I would say just about everyone's done the 12 step program before and everybody has their own thought process on it and a lot of them have kind of tweaked it to work to their benefits because obviously any program that you do in any situation isn't going to work for everyone yeah there needs to be certain tweaks that need to be done to it in order for it to fit you and make sense for you so her tweak was don't only surround yourself with recovering addicts and I think that's really great and that's a good idea because you should be able to have other friends who haven't gone through that and who knows like she said there could be somebody who's gone through it secondhand or themselves and you just don't know and you think that it's just somebody who hasn't dealt with it and now you guys become friends or maybe later on down the road you can actually teach someone something about being an addict I feel like a lot of people have these ideas of addiction because they don't know anything about it and it's kind of uneducated ideas about it So maybe down the road, you could be that one person to kind of open their minds to the idea of what it's like to be an addict, too. Yeah, I mean, I... Obviously, down the road, like she said. uh, You don't want to outright say it because some people people are judgy. Every time that I encounter myself in a situation like this, I always go to her because her story is amazing. And she's not afraid to share her story. Unfortunately, she couldn't talk on the phone today. Yeah. But she has been through some serious, serious stuff, mm-hmm. you know, obviously dealing with addiction and things. And and where she is now is incredible. She's she's married. She has an, a beautiful daughter. And her husband has a great career. And she knows exactly what she wants to do in life. And she's working. You know, she's she has taken a total 360 and, and done good things for herself. And she's living a great life now. And that's something to be super proud of. And I hope that she realizes that. No, definitely. I don't know if she's going to listen to this, but I think that's amazing. Yeah. And it's great that she's open about it because a lot of people aren't as open about it. But 
here she is actually giving advice to somebody else that she doesn't even know yeah. that could actually help him. She's right, too, about the fact that even as an adult, it's just hard making friends in general. Mm-hmm. Because once you're an adult, you kind of already feel like you have your set group of friends. And a lot of times you're not willing to make other friends. Right. We've talked about this before. I have my one friend who I don't like hanging out with his friends mm-hmm. because they're such a close knit group of people that they're not willing super welcoming. Yeah. Willing but, to meet other people. Strange twist on that. The more that I hang out with them, I guess this is just, you know, way of life. The more that I hang out with them, the more welcoming they have become. That's good. So they've for a warmed while, up to you. Yes. For a while I was like, ugh, I don't want to hang out with him with them there. Yeah. But the last time that I was together, they were all very nice to me and you know, start conversations. It's not like I stand in the corner and don't say anything. No, of course not. <laughs> but, you know, it was weird for a while. But so that's, I guess, my what I could take or what I could give from this situation is, you know, just because you don't succeed one time in making a group of friends, it doesn't mean there's no chance. True. You know, I've lived in the town that I live in right now for three years. And I don't really have a group of like I I don't have a group of guy friends mm-hmm. in my town. I would love to have a group of guy friends because most of my friends are female, and you know it's, it would be nice to have that that group. But my my two best friends both live within easy distance of where I live now, so it's nice to be able to hang out with them. My two best guy friends. Did I say that? Put the guy part <laughs> if you put the guy part, I don't yeah. think you did. So because you know that's that's important to me to have a, a core group of guy friends. Because I'm very thankful for all of my friends, but, you know, it's nice to, I don't know, it's nice to have dudes. Of course. No, it makes sense. So you, I get, I get what he's saying. Ends of I it. get what you, he, what David's saying where it's hard to make guy friends because. That was also the other thing. I think girls are more, even though girls can be catty to other girls in a lot of situations and they can be rude to other girls when it comes to making new friends. Girls are also just more understanding as a whole when it comes to someone trying to make friends with you. I think guys get more closed off because he said, like he said, without guys thinking that I'm trying to pick them up or date them or whatever. I think guys just automatically close off when it comes to making other guy friends when you're just out somewhere randomly, which is funny to me because I don't understand why you would be that way. Like I've I've never met a guy at a bar that I want to be friends with. Yeah. You know, because when you're at a bar with I've your guy friends. I've met plenty of girls that I've wanted to be friends with at bars. Right. It's strange. Or anywhere in general. But it, I also, I've never really met a friend at a bar, I guess. I have. Unless I've been out with other friends. Okay. Makes sense. But why would I be at a bar alone? Some people go to bars alone. Yeah. I mean, don't I judge don't. them. I'm not judging. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I think girls are just overall more open two new friendships than guys are. I don't know about that. I don't think they're more open to new friendships. I think it's, well, what is it then? We're more open-minded than guys are. But guys... Guys mm, get closed off and really weird about, unless you're a girl, they get really weird about other people talking to them. I don't know why. Very strange. I've noticed it. You know, I really have never thought about it like that. Actually watch interactions the next time you're out, just in general. And guaranteed you won't see two random dudes ever just talking to each other and becoming bros. Uh, but you'll I've see two random happen, girls. It's definitely more likely with women. Girls and guys. All of those things are just so much more likely. 
we're just easier. What if it's a group of dudes and another group of dudes? Probably not. Absolutely happen. not. Huh. Then they just won't even look at each other. Very strange. It is strange. It, I think it's just like a male dominance, weird macho thing that you guys got going on. Makes it difficult. But, David, you can do it. I have faith that you can do it. And I want to add that I am proud of you for realizing that you needed to get clean and sticking to it. And I think that's something that you should be very proud of yourself for because that is a huge accomplishment. You know what else is a huge accomplishment? Changing your diet. What the heck? That's so hard to do. <laughs> like, I know it's nothing compared to addiction. No. But I'm saying, like, it's me who have I have not dealt with addiction myself you know like i've dealt with it with friends yeah but i've like i've never struggled with addiction so i'm not comparing it at all i'm just saying well there are people that are addicted to food right but trying to to eat healthier and change your diet is not easy especially if you're coming off of if you're i get what you're saying you, know, you get what i'm saying you're comparing it in a way of you're so used to eating certain types of foods in certain ways and certain times and to entirely switch that up right and to just intake then good nutrients and, and getting, getting the mindset of, of eating well right and like cooking yeah. your own food i'm yeah, not comparing it at all i'm not trying to to make a comparison between the two yeah well i actually have heard that one of a, a big way of dealing with addiction is creating a routine that has nothing to do with that obviously yeah but creating a routine that you get used to so that you get more into the idea of that as opposed to always thinking about doing drugs. Yeah. It's like when so I it's was... it's kind of similar in a sense. I get what you're saying. When I was working out, I guess it was 2017, I was working out six days a week. Yes, I was so proud of you. It was so intense. And of course, for the first, I don't know how long it was, it's like working out is the worst thing ever. I hate this. But then once you really get into it, it, I was addicted to it. Yeah. That's a weird word to use when we're talking about, about serious addiction. addictions. Yeah. But I really... I You were obsessing over it I was, I was obsessed. Point. Let's yeah. say obsessed. You I was obsessing. obsessed with it because I got this this like euphoric high after every workout. Mm -hmm. It's like the runner's high. Yep. You know, it's a real thing. I used to get that when I would run. Um. So back to what you were saying about getting into a, a routine of something healthy. That is a way to to become obsessed with something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't recommend working out. I mean, I guess working out six I think days working a week out, is great. Yeah. If you have the time to do it, I just got bored and unmotivated of it. Even if it's just running. Yeah. If you run every day, that's something that's really, that's I, both healthy for your body and healthy for your mindset too. I wish that I could run every day, but my legs just can't handle it. Every time I've tried <laughs> to get into a serious running program... I always injure myself. And then I was really? doing it with a personal trainer. So I was making sure I was doing things right and stretching the right way and making sure I'm just doing things to not hurt myself, still hurt myself. Huh. Yeah. You're just a clumsy motherfucker. Yeah. Speaking of clumsy motherfucker. Damn. <laughs> Mark one down for you, not for me. No, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You said it. No, I didn't. You said it. I said mother. I didn't say it. You listen back. Fine. 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 <laughs> Fine. Fine. Well, so yeah, let's, David, uh, definitely, you know, message us again. I want, I want a real update. And we hope that this helped. I don't know if it really will, but I really hope it does. Yeah. And stick to what you're doing because you're doing great. Take the advice. And we're proud. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. I mean, I'm, that's not much coming from me, but you know, I've seen it firsthand. 
I've a hundred percent definitely seen it firsthand multiple times and it's very difficult to do. So just know how great you're doing and stick to it. And I have a feeling that you're going to find amazing friends and everything's going to work out in the end. Friends always come. I feel like friends are like relationships. They always come when you least expect them. No, I agree. I was, I'm going to get really real real quick again. When I was in Catholic and Christian school, I really didn't have many friends. Um, Not any real friends anyway, because a lot of their their parents judged my family for certain things that were going on. You know, they're divorced and other things that were happening that they just didn't agree with. And they all had nothing to do with me or my brother. They were all just family things and family situations I had to do with my parents. And we kind of had to take the brunt of it. And we didn't have a lot of really actual genuine friends then. It wasn't until I got high, to high school that I got genuine actual friends and they're still my best friends now. I'm so lucky to have them. And it came out of nowhere. Literally out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it whatsoever. That's great. My actual best friend in the entire world, I hated her at first. <laughs> I feel like Absolutely that's, the same, that's a lot. That's the same a lot of the time for you, though. It is. But I like, really didn't like her at you all. You make friendships on... Like, Based off really hatred. strong <laughs> hatred. Really didn't like her. Now we're absolute best friends. Speaking so of... So it'll come when you least expect it. Speaking of not liking people... We have to call somebody. <laughs> do you not like her? Oh no, I do. We're, let's just call her. Okay. We need this. This is going to wrap up our episode here. <laughs> I'm not even going to tease it. <laughs> just gonna. We're just going to go into it. Hi, it's Kiki. Kiki. Hello. Hello. Kiki, it's twenty somethings doing do you nothing. Love me. Wow. Of riding? course, you start that. Say you never ever leave from beside me. Okay. Sorry. I had to. How's it's it totally going? Okay. It's going well. How are you guys no, doing? No, we're good. It's not okay. <laughs> why? Don't start off with it's okay because that's why we're calling you. <laughs> so I'm used to it by now. Are we on speakerphone? Oh, you have an adorable yeah. little laugh, by the way. Can you take us off? We can't really hear you. Oh, you can't hear me? No. Hold on a second. Her laugh was so cute. Can you hear me now? Yes, much better. <laughs> okay, I had you on headphones because I, I figured that was more efficient. But oh, never that's mind. weird. It didn't sound as good. So anyway, yeah, a few years ago, I guess it was probably five years ago now, there was a commercial that came out, State Farm commercial, <laughs> where there was a guy in the commercial named Jake. For the <laughs> next three or four years, whenever I told somebody my name, they were like, oh, Jake from State Farm? <laughs> Wait, just like that with that voice <laughs> and yes, everything? Yes, with that voice. And I got that wow. for literally years. So <laughs> we have Kiki on the phone. If you have any idea about or anything, know anything that's going on. If you in don't the live under a rock, world, yes, then you know. You know what we're talking about. And Kiki, you had an interesting situation where, well, first of all, how many times a day do you get this? So far today, I've gotten it like three or four times. Text <laughs> message, email, and then in person. She literally texted me before we called her and sent me a picture that somebody sent her about this situation. <laughs> it was like a yeah. bulletin board that's going around. Oh, yes, of Drake. And it's, yeah, 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 it's like the reading thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Yeah, clever. From like random people, like my friend's mom, who I haven't talked to in like three years, sent me that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is a good way to connect, reconnect with people that you haven't talked to in a while. Maybe. But the reason reason that I was interested (laughs) in talking to you, not because I like you, Mm -hmm. but because we, you told me that you were in a situation where this helped you (laughs) get a guy. Yeah, I mean, yes, so like, girlfriend. 
Yeah. I love it. Okay, I tell felt, me. It was magical. Like, I don't talk <laughs> to guys very often when I go out because I just don't go out because I'm a homebody. But I went out for a bachelorette party and I saw this guy and he was in this like 90s cover band at a gay bar. And he was straight, which is perfect. But um, <laughs> I was that was going to be a question. I'm glad that you already answered. Continue. For, for some reason, I felt it was important to craft a story. But, <laughs> so we're talking to him and we're like having this great conversation and we do intros. And I, he's like, oh, my name's Bobby. I'm like, hi, my name's Kiki. And my friend goes, yeah, you know, like, Kiki, do you love me? And he's like, not as much as I love her. <gasps> oh. And I almost fainted. <laughs> it was so perfect. <laughs> so here's what comes to mind when you tell me this story. Nothing good came out of Jake from State Farm for me. <laughs> I did not make any friends. I did not meet any You got women. a good Halloween costume the one oh year. Oh, my God. You liar. That's true. Two years in a row. Oh, no. It was like two separate years. Yeah. I so you got Jake something good Farm. out of it. All right. So I got a very yeah. simple, easy Halloween costume. You are reconnecting with people that you haven't talked to in a long time. <laughs> you're meeting guys yeah. at the bar. Like, what's next? You know, you're going to find the love of your life or you're going to, you're going to, I don't even know. The, the options possibilities are, are endless. endless. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and now I'm talking to y'all. I mean, this could be like my end for greatness. Who knows? <laughs> well, you're starting on a good foot here. <laughs> talking to 20-somethings I mean, doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's definitely that encounter with that one guy was definitely a great offset to all the weird stuff I have. Like, I work with an ex who emailed me saying, it's Kiki, do you love me? And I'm like, oh. hmm. Uh, what? I feel like there's a lot more to yeah. that story that we don't know. An ex emailed you. Yeah. And flat out said that. We work together. So oh. I guess it was part of the email exchange we were having. And he's like, Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? And I was just like, thanks for the fever. Okay, bye. Uh, no, we're not riding anywhere. Wait, there's You're my ex for a reason. There's something bigger here. You're, you work with your ex. I work with two exes. Whoa. What? Kiki, what are you doing over there? <laughs> so it's weird because sometimes they just end up working at the company after I date them. What? Oh, that's even weirder. What? I work at a really large company in like in my area, so it just it makes sense, but it it's weird the way things happen here, especially to me. Did they both now with this whole song? Did they both start working there after you dated? No, one of them did. Oh. I I am so just it, shocked. Now, I feel like I know you personally, so I feel like it's not awkward at all. But is there any ever awkward moments? Um, sometimes. Like I, I needed one of my exes. So, so this is gonna sound really weird, but my ex that I work with closely, like a different one. He's my neighbor too. Like I moved in next to him. What? So it's just it's a whole bunch of mess. Mm. Kiki, but we're friends, so it's nice. How? He, like, he gives me favors and stuff. Like he does things <laughs> for me and stuff at work. Oh, that's nice. <sighs> How many people are you dating, Kiki? I mean, not many. <laughs> you, oh, but what happened with the guy at the bar? The guy at the bar. I gave him my phone number. He never used it. And I followed his band on Facebook. I am the seventh follower of theirs on Facebook. Oh, so. It's all right. You know what? We put ourselves out there. We you got to be in it to win it. I'm saying. <laughs> you had a nice moment with him. I did. You know, it if, if it could have ended badly. So maybe that was just the nice moment that you needed and then left it at that. Exactly. He could have been like a serial killer. 
Or he could end up working with you or living next door to you or who knows, ending up being your doctor or something because you have a weird way of bringing your exes around still without intentionally doing it. Oh, yeah. This is tip of the iceberg. He's got stories for days. Oh, wow. We might have to have you on another day to tell us more about these stories. You fit in perfectly to our 20-somethings doing nothing that are actually doing something. Yes. (laughs) I am here whenever you guys need me. (laughs) You are fantastic. Well, this is great. Good luck with uh, people stop calling you or referring to you as the Drake song. From your lips to God's ears, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right well enjoy the rest of your day thanks so much for uh taking the time to talk to us thanks guys you too thanks Bye. kiki that is wild she has crazy stories i love kiki there's some more stories that we might need to talk about another day i can actually say yes i am riding kiki and i do love you and you seem fantastic she's great i want to say that i get so much crap for my name all the time when i first meet people because because apparently Ricky's just really weird to think of as a girl's name. Yeah. So I get 21 questions, which can either go really great or really terrible. Sometimes it's a fantastic starting point to a conversation, which can get into like really interesting other situations, or it's just very weird and I don't know why they're bothering to ask me. But I always get the same questions every single time. Was that going to be your name if you were a boy? Yeah, that's one of them. Right. That's definitely one of them. How do you spell it? Every time. And then there's, what is it short for? What the fuck would Ricky be short for? Ricky, I have no idea. What would Ricky be short for? I don't know. Nothing. Ricky wouldn't be short for anything. Elizabeth. My full name's actually Elizabeth. And they just call me Ricky because they just (laughs) felt like I looked like a Ricky instead after I grew up. Like, what? It's so weird. I feel like everybody has something with their name where people associate them with something else. I guess. That's pretty funny that she picked up a guy at the bar from this. That's fantastic. That's pretty great. I've dated a Ricky before and that was interesting. Ricky and that's weird. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. It was super weird. Oh, especially if you're like doing things. Yeah, it was really weird. weird. (laughs) You're just like saying your own name. (laughs) It was really, really, really weird. It was weirder Mm. for everybody else around us. I feel like it'd be weirdest for you. No. Oh, because you say Ricky and you both look. Yeah. And everybody would just be very confused as to why we would talk to each other after we knew we had the same name. Well, you can't. You can't let a name stop true love. Okay, it wasn't true love. Clearly, advice for the day. (laughs) Don't let a name stop true love. Jake Tough. You also just threw out the peace sign, and I wish everybody could see that because it was actually cringeworthy. This is why we are talking into a microphone and not into a camera. <laughs> so you can't see the strange things. I almost said shit. Strange <laughs> you things just said it, though. that we do. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You, what did you I said say? You said I almost said, and then you said it. Said what? That counts. I'm not saying it. You're not going <laughs> to trick me. I almost just said a different one when I said you're not going to trick me. All right, well, now that... We are closing out this week. Oh, wait. First, I want to hear about your terrible name situations that you deal with. So tweet us at 20SDM Podcast if you have a weird or a different name. Or maybe it's a normal name, but someone always says something to you. I want to hear it. So do I. Because I also get like songs sung to me. Ricky, don't lose my number. do you love me? Oh, people actually, Yuritsa says that to me all the time. Instead of saying Kiki, she says Ricky. I get that a lot too. 
that's all I can think of. There's, oh, hey, Mickey, but they say, hey, Ricky, you're so fine. You're yes. so fine. You blow my way. Hey, Ricky. Nobody sings to me. It's great. Well, I get sung to all the time. So these are all just weird things that I have to deal with with my name. I want to hear about yours. Make me feel better. <laughs> yes. That's what this podcast is about. It's just therapy mm. for us. <laughs> Thank you for being our therapist. <laughs> it's made us better friends. What's our final? Yeah, no. What's our final uh, cursing count? It you has. lost. It has made us better friends. Why? You By had five. I had four. Oh, so close. Win a win a chicken dinner. Can you just say one so we can be tied? No. Come on. No. Just, just do it. No, <laughs> say another one. You were gonna say another one, but I'm not because you know. We'll end on this note. Yes. Have a great week. Catch you next week. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Twenty Somethings Doing Nothing. And on next week's fuck episode, fuck you, Jake. We are going to talk about so many different things. 